service. What is up, listeners? Thanks for tuning back into the Full Service Podcast. I am Tank Smith, your host. Coming at you on a Thursday this week. Thursday special edition of the podcast. On Tuesday, we just uh, celebrated six months of us doing this podcast. So if you've been rocking with us since the beginning, perhaps you recently found the Full Service Podcast. I appreciate you being here. If you have not yet, give us a follow on Twitter. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram at Full Service Pod. My personal Instagram and Twitter is Tank Funkadelic. If you enjoy the podcast, if, you, if you're like, hey, Tank, I like what's happening here, subscribe to the podcast. If you could like us, give us a, uh, write us a review, that'd be beautiful. I'll give you a hug. It'll, it'll be special. We'll make it real nice. Uh, <laughs> my uh, guest this week, Sophia Soma. She is an Atlanta-based model, companion, voice actress, jazz singer, veteran we talk about all of that i uh, we uh we met up probably this interview maybe like a week ago uh it's like right when that uh corn like right as this like quarantine shit was happening we're like yo let's do this interview because we don't know what the fuck's about to happen in the next couple weeks follow sophia on twitter her twitter is sophia soma xo her website is sophiasoma.com there will be links to both her twitter and website in the Lipson page so make sure you give her a follow check out her website this is a long interview i'm excited for y'all to hear it's like an hour 45 i can confidently say one of the funniest episodes we've had on the podcast so far so y'all need to <laughs> stick around it's a good one i'm, uh, I'm excited for y'all to hear it i'll keep this intro short i'll see y'all on the other side all right later What is up, listeners? Welcome back. It's Tank Smith. I am excited for this episode. I'm so excited. My guest today, Sophia Soma. Thanks for being on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Hell yeah. I'm uh, I'm glad we're able to make this happen. We're uh, living in the time of corona. Yeah. I brought our zinc lozenges. Got the zinc lozenges, listeners. We're good to go. We're, we're protecting that immune system. That's key. Yes. And not to mention having our podcast party here. We're having a party. We, we got wine. Hell yes. Wine. Have some fun <laughs> oh, before the apocalypse hits. We got a cheers to that. Hey, Woo. what's up? How y'all doing? <laughs> I, hope, I hope everyone out there is having a good time as we're having right now. And uh, if you're driving, just don't tailgate, and uh, maybe just don't text and drive. Hey, we're just giving out practical advice, twenty four seven. So, Sophia, you are a model, companion, jazz singer, writer, voice narrator, veteran. Is there anything you have not? That's that's an impressive resume. Is there anything you have not done? You. Oh. <laughs> Listeners, that is true. <laughs> Let's see if we can change that, but uh, no, I uh, appreciate you. <laughs> that's an impressive resume. That's awesome. Thank you. I feel like that's uh, how long? How you were in the? You said you're so you're a veteran. How long were you in the military? Um, I was in the military for five years. Dope, dope. That's a uh, jazz singer. How long have you been singing? My my whole life, and I was able to perform at a speakeasy for a couple of years. Um, I was a burlesque dancer as well there. A lot of fun. Heck yeah. That's, I know we uh, I know we spoke earlier. Harry Potter, you're a Harry Potter fan. Oh my gosh, yes. Nice. You got a favorite book? Favorite oh, book? The I mean, the Goblet of Fire. Goblet of Fire. The, the Triwizard Tournament. See, that was probably one of my fa- that was probably one of my favorite books because it was so great. And then the fifth book, I felt like wasn't as good. But you need the fifth book. <laughs> the fifth book is just a lot of stuff happening. It's like That's, the bridge. Yeah. To like what's going to happen later in the story. For sure. But I mean, J.K. Rowling, God, her story, that woman is so brilliant. I mean, to think she was on food stamps. Yeah. And she developed the idea of Harry Potter and, and the, you know, at the train station because she was taking the train. Yeah. Because that's all she could, you know, it's 
that was the lifestyle she was living. Yeah. And to to go from that that situation in her life where she didn't know how she was going to feed her kids to being a billionaire and then she gave so much to charity. She's a millionaire now. I mean, yeah. I am in, in awe of her. I mean, it's just incredible too, just like having an idea in your head. Just like I have this idea that I think will be good. You know, mm-hmm. like if I could just get it out and then you just tell you tell that story and then it just resonates with like millions of people yeah, across the world. It was hard for her at first. She it took her a while to actually get published. Yeah. They like people were turning her down and turning her down. Oh, I bet they regret that now. Oh, I am sure. <laughs> Years later there's Harry Potter World. Have you been have you been yet? Oh my gosh, yes. Okay, so if you want to go there, butterbeer is not alcoholic, but it would be really great with I gotta, I gotta go. I gotta go. Oh, man. Like, literally, I remember bringing in a bottle of water through, you know, in through security or whatever. Yeah. They didn't really check it. They let my bottle of water. So, like, put vodka. In the get water. some Tito's. Yeah. Get some Tito's in that water bottle. Damn, that's a good idea. And <laughs> spike that butter beer. You will have a great time. <laughs> Damn. Did you go to the LA one or the Orlando one? Orlando. Orlando? Okay, cool. I need to go. I went to, because I went to LA and they have the Harry Potter world out there. So I went to like, I guess it's like City Walk, where I didn't actually go into like Universal Studios to go in, but like I went to like the Harry Potter, like Universal store, which is cool where they got like the wads and a whole bunch of like Harry Potter, like memorabilia. Yeah. My best friend, Sarah St. Clair, um, I have a a Harry Potter wand. She saw it. Yeah. She's like, will you please stuff this up my butt for my like OnlyFans? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Listeners, subscribe to Sarah's OnlyFans. We got <laughs> Sarah St. Clair. Sarah St. Clair. My OnlyFans. girl. Hell yeah. We got to find out what that looks like. That's when, after this interview is over, I will be subscribing to her OnlyFans. <laughs> I mean, literally, I, I had my wand from Harry Potter World. And the first thing she thinks is, can you please put this up my butt on video? <laughs> <laughs> See, now that's. I can appreciate that. Can. Awesome, <laughs> listeners. We are uh, we are in Atlanta currently. Are uh, where uh, where are you from originally, Sophia? I was a military kid. Okay, and then I went into the military. Um, I lived in Italy. Okay. Um, I um, and then I was in Hawaii. Sweet as well, and then kind of became a Southern girl. Okay, nice. How long have you been like a uh, kind of in Atlanta now? Uh, just a year, actually. Oh, sweet. Yeah, just a little over a year. It's been, it's been really great. Atlanta's a great place. Yeah. Minus the potholes and the traffic. The traffic is incredible. <laughs> it is. My commute's like over an hour every day. No. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I mean, you get used to I feel like you just get used to it after a while. I feel like, every, I feel like everywhere is like at least 30 minutes to get somewhere usually. And then you just get used to it. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but... I like Atlanta. Yeah, I've, I've been here. I moved from Raleigh in like I guess the end of July, early August. So okay. I've been here like I don't know how to do math, but maybe eight months. How long is that? Okay. Seven, <laughs> seven months. Well, welcome. Thank you, well, thank you. All right. Yeah, welcome back. I guess I I grew up like a uh, Peachy City. Nice. Uh, so I'm kind of kind of back, but I like it. Yeah. <laughs> you have anything uh, favorite thing to do in Atlanta at all? Piedmont Park. Piedmont Park's a good spot. Yeah, I was walking around there yesterday and, you know, petting everyone's adorable little fur babies. I'm like, ooh, I would go into quarantine with you. <laughs> <laughs> See, quarantine with like a nice pet, like a nice, just like, 
It's not bad, yeah. you know? Let's just have a giant siesta here in the United States. Oh, yeah. Let this virus, you know, pass and enjoy time with our pets. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any pets or anything? No, I wish I I wish I could. I actually if anyone wants to co parent with me, that'd be great. I just I'm I'm a hard worker, I'm really busy, I travel. Um so so yeah, it's hard to to give a, a dog or, you know, any pet the attention they deserve. Oh yeah, especially when you're when you're just constantly busy. It's if you're traveling. It's like you gotta like oh man, I gotta find something somebody to take care of my pet now. Yeah, it's a big responsibility. Absolutely, and I just the last thing I want to be is is selfish and to to take on like a puppy or, or even a rescue and not again not give them the love that they deserve and all yeah. that time that that takes. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, your uh, your name Sophia Soma. Mm. What uh what's the background behind that? Oh well. I guess, speaking of pets, I was joking with Sarah about, you know, hey, like coming up with a name, like a working name, I feel like it's something you would name your pet. Like I, I did <laughs> used to have this uh, this English bulldog with kind of that, that red color mix, and uh, I named her Scarlet. Okay. And honestly, if I hadn't had that dog, <laughs> I probably would have been Not- Scarlet. <laughs> <laughs> but instead, I was, you know, if I had a pet, I'd probably want to get a French bulldog and name it Sophia. But since I couldn't, you know, I don't have time, yeah. uh, I named myself Sophia. <laughs> Okay, that sounds really bad. But, That's not bad. That's not... But then I was uh, I was working in uh, New York City, how I kind of got started out. And uh, there was this uh, client I had who was a very accomplished writer, and I think he does publishing as well. And he was saying, well, you know, Sophia is it means wisdom in Greek. And I knew that soma means body in Greek. So on the spot, I was like, yeah, actually, I think the name Sophia Soma would be really intriguing. Plus, you got the alliteration going too. Like it's <laughs> that's uh, hell yeah. Like like wisdom of the body. Mm, ow. Yeah. <laughs> Heck yeah! I, yeah, I appreciate you coming on the podcast. It's a good time already. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, we. I know you said uh, you're a model companion. How'd you get into kind of companionship? Well, I think I was always into the sugar baby dynamic. Okay. Like I always just thought it was so sexy, and I thought just. The the idea of kind of being taken care of and to be, you know, like they're the epitome of what a perfect girlfriend or a perfect companion would be. Would yeah. be so much fun. What, uh, how, how long, when did you start initially? Okay, so. Or how'd you get into it? How's, what's your origin? What's the origin story? <laughs> so actually to reflect, it really starts from when I was 18 years old in, in Hawaii. Okay. And this guy it was back in the day of like MySpace when that was, you know, still a thing. Oh yeah. I mean, shout out to all my MySpace. <laughs> yeah, shout cheers. out to the people that are still using MySpace out there. I know you're not alone. You're not alone. Not alone. I never deleted mine. Mine's out there somewhere. Nice. With some pictures of me in middle school and shit. <laughs> so yeah, um, this kind of cute guy found me on MySpace okay. and asked if I wanted to bartend at his sports bar in downtown Waikiki. And I, you know, was intrigued. I brought a couple of friends with me, went down and met him. Turns out it was this Vietnamese bar okay. place. And I saw these kind of beautiful Vietnamese women like talking to men. And I, I didn't even know what I was, what I, where I was. There was definitely a champagne room. I never went there, but I just liked talking to people. Yeah. And he's like, well, okay, so the bar's not ready yet, but do you want to, you know, do you want to be a hostess? Do you want to, okay. um, and I ended up learning all about the, I guess you call it the buy me drinky. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, that's, I mean, I know it's very like, um, 
Asian, you know, culture kind of thing, but, uh, but it's very prevalent in Hawaii. And so that's kind of how I got started. I was literally at this Vietnamese place and at this bar, I guess. And I would just talk to people and and they would buy me a a lady drink. And, and then I kind of moved to my, my friends one night came in and they, I was always very much an entrepreneur and kind of business oriented, but I loved having fun too. They're like, Hey, we're going to get, I was the only one making money. So they're like, Hey, we're going to go to the strip club. And I was like, all right. So I just left and <laughs> I went to like this club in Hawaii. It was, it was, I guess more of a low key place. And there's this lady, this, she was like part Samoan, part Hispanic. She was very sexy, very voluptuous, spoke multiple languages. And she was running the show there and we come in and she, I guess, went up to a couple of my friends and she's like, Hey, you're not old enough to be here. Oh, shit. But do you want to work here? I was like, wait, wait, okay, so two plus two equals four. Like, wait, like, no, I know I can do basic math. Like, yeah. this isn't adding up. So in Hawaii, maybe you're 18 and you're not 21 to get into the club. Oh, okay. But if you're 18, you can still work there. You can go get like a card. It's all, it's all very regulated. And so I went out and I got my little card to be a hostess and oh sweet <laughs> and I um I was legally working nice. at the strip club at eighteen and meanwhile I had my like nine to five job at mall where <laughs> I would yeah I would have a nine to five and I would you know um you know work at like the icing or Claire's and work at different you know TV yeah. surf just different places and and uh and then yeah and then at night i would you know go talk to people i would uh you know meet all these girls i ended up going out and kind of partying with girls that were i guess what you would call kind of, kind of street walkers and like one girl came to the club and she had just gotten out of jail and she's like i'm leaving my pimp and i was like what's a pimp and <laughs> <laughs> Damn, these are early days you're like what's a pimp <laughs> I mean, I i've heard eight, that word before what is yeah, it i was 18 years old had never even had, oh yeah had sex in my life like she no literally i think i remember being in the dressing room with her and she was talking about like you know this guy and what he was like and i was like oh i was like yeah i've i've never had sex she looked at me. It was probably 30 seconds. She just stared at me. And she's like, what the fuck are you doing here? I was like, it seemed fun. <laughs> I guess curiosity killed the cat. She's like, you need to get the fuck out of here, right? Now. <laughs> what are you doing? And uh, and now I was just having so much fun. I always loved dancing. I, I got up on stage one night um, when they were just like, fuck it, get up there. And, yeah. they, and they were shaking their heads. And I thought I was doing a bad job because they were kind of like, you know, that, that head shake was going on. I saw the corner of my eyes and I was like, oh no, like I'm not good. Yeah. And they were like, no, you are fantastic. Where did you learn to do that? <laughs> it was a good head shake. It was a good, like, it actually was like their heads weren't able to handle what was happening. So yeah. they're just like, oh, they my were shaking God. their heads. No, like <laughs> that slow. No. And I, I swear I thought like, oh no, I'm bad. I got to get off. I yeah. gotta, you know, this is not for me. And they're like, no, we cannot believe that you're up there doing that. Yeah. And I ended up um, transitioning to uh, probably like the number one strip club in Hawaii. Okay. And working there. And I got in really because I moved in with a girl I knew from um, from sports in high school. Okay. Running, all that stuff. And she was a beautiful local girl. And the owner wanted local girls. And I'm, you know, kind of, I mean, I guess I, I'm a little mixed. Kind of. Okay. Like have the, that look. Um, and, uh, but I'm 
I'm really just a white girl. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> I'm like a quarter mixed, whatever. Like, you know, got some, um, you know, Native American in me. But like. It's uh, like the when they cast Emma Stone in that Hawaiian movie and people got upset about it. <laughs> she was fantastic in that movie, too. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah, that that is pretty funny. Or when you have like people in the military stationed over there and they name their kid Kai. Yeah. And, and like <laughs> me kind of seeing it from the local yeah. side, I'm just like, oh God, like face palm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> My buddy's from uh, Maui. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. He's, his son's name actually is Kai. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's beautiful. But you, you look like you belong in Hawaii. Yeah. So like, like the Samoans. <laughs> yeah. They this is a white dude though. This is oh, a white for real? But his, uh, his, uh, his baby mama, she's Hawaiian. Beautiful. So, yeah. Oh, I bet that's a beautiful kid. Yeah. Yeah. So. Awesome. I mean, the Hawaiian women, I swear they're, they're so pretty and I, I think it was flattering back in high school and stuff. Some of the local boys, they'd, they'd be like, oh, you hoppa. Like Hapa is like half Hawaii, half Hawaiian. Yeah. So, so my, this is this is great. You're Hawaiian. I'm, so my buddy's Hawaiian. So he talks. So he's a white dude. He talks about like kind of like racism in Hawaii. Oh, like gosh. being like a white guy because he was he was born in Hawaii. So he mm. lived in Hawaii his whole life. Yeah, right. He didn't grow. He it wasn't a you grew here. We flew, you know we grew here. You flew here. Yeah, like yeah. He did. You know was born and raised. So ah. yeah. So he gets Howley a lot. Which yeah. uh, which uh, yeah. He's he feels strongly about how like. He's like, I'm, I'm like, I was born here. Like, mm-hmm. I understand you were born here too. We're not that different. But it's like, he gets a lot of like hate from natives. It's really bad. Living in Hawaii. It is so bad. It's, I just don't understand it. Um, I mean, I have, you know, obviously like, like the long dark hair. I, and yeah. when I tan, I get really tan of this olive undertone. And, and so I like fit in with the locals. Yeah. But at the same time, I was still Howley girl. Yeah. And, and yeah, it's kind of, and it's all, it's not like. Who are you? It's like, what are you? Yeah. And so, I mean, it's, I mean, I know we have like race, racial issues in the South yeah. and stuff like that. But I mean, I'm telling you, like, go to Hawaii. It is, it is like intensified. Yeah. I know he, because uh, I went to stay with him in LA in July and there was another dude from Hawaii who was staying at the, at the same time. We're all there. And uh, he mentioned he lived in Vegas for a little bit. Mm-hmm. They they call it maybe the second island or something. Yes, if they're not. And, and how like there's so many Hawaiians moved to Vegas. Yes. <laughs> it's it's this the culture it's like oh where'd mom go oh she stay in vegas like i i mean yeah. there's so many of my friends that lived in eva beach that were raised by their grandparents or their their grandma because mom's in vegas yeah that's incredible uh, hell yeah this is nice talking to hawaii Fuck yeah. yeah i mean the local i mean yeah there are there's the downside to hawaii but i'm telling you the local coach culture like the ohana like the just i mean it is so beautiful. Like once you're in, you're in. Yeah. And I mean, I've I've had you know local families just take me under their wing. I've uh, been out, you know, in just so many different areas. Sometimes very remote. There's, I mean, there's a lot of homelessness too. But the thing is, they have their yeah. own communities. Okay. And I feel like as humans, like we're pack animals. Yeah. And I know so many like high-end executives in new york city who are not near as happy as the people living in tents and why and i yeah so why is beautiful <sighs> yeah how long uh, how long have you been in hawaii for i guess a few years but it was during that really pivotal time like in high school when you, i was transitioning to high school year okay. high school year after high school so um definitely i have, I have um, an island tattoo actually it's, oh sweet it'll always be a part of my heart fuck yeah when you when you left Hawaii, or when did you did you continue like dancing um, other places, or what's yeah. your? I I went to college. Okay. And I yeah I I just it was almost 
like a double life. Like all of my experiences, literally I was working to get like these prostitutes from, from working on the streets and into like the clubs. And I was like 18 years old, like all in the mix of things. And, and I went to college and was just this regular college girls. Like it was like, that had never happened. And it was so funny. Like people in, you know, in college, they're like, has anyone, you know, you're a freshman. Has anyone been to a strip club? And like, (laughs) I want to raise my hand, (laughs) but I don't dare raise my hand. Yeah. What, uh, after college, what's your transition kind of back into like escorting, dancing, modeling, companionship? What's your, what's your journey back into it? I actually, well, so I, you know, needed money. You're a college kid. Um, I wanted to go on this concert tour of Eastern Europe with this chorus. I was always a singer. Oh, okay. And it was, I mean, you know, back then that was like, it was like 900 something dollars. I'm like, oh my God, like that's so much money. And like, yeah. I wasn't going to get it from my parents. So I worked at Twin Peaks okay. during break. What's Twin Peaks? Twin Peaks is like Hooters with less clothing. Oh, okay. And I know Hooters and Twin Peaks, like the owners, like they, they are like just attached to the hip. Like oh, they shit. work okay. together, collaborate really well, obviously very similar uh, businesses and, but I mean, Twin Peaks was great. Like I, I went there, it was, I actually was like going around and finding places to, to work. And I just, I kind of knew I was so intimidated when I went in and all those girls, I mean, it just, their stomachs were showing. And, and I mean, it's not that I had a problem with my body. I just was, you know, these girls had boobs and, and, and like they were blonde and tall and it was very different than Hawaii. Yeah. And I was like, Oh God. And so I, I ran out and then I was like, I just, I knew. So I called and I spoke to the, the owner of the place I was going to. And he literally was like, all right, scale of one to 10. What, what how, how good do you look? How, are, are you cute? Are you? And I kind of, and then again, my, I think my confidence that I had built from, from knowing, oh, I can make money at, at the top strip club in Hawaii. Yeah. I, I was respected as a hostess, as a, as a, you know, dancer in the VIP lounge because it wasn't happening <laughs> on stage was too young. But at the same time, I'd earned the respect of a lot of the girls I worked with. And I was like, if I can do that, I was like, oh, oh, just watch me. So suddenly that confidence came out and I was like, well, why don't you judge for yourself? <laughs> don't even hit him with a number. Be like, motherfucker, you decide, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I rocked up to Twin Peaks like 10, 15 minutes later and got a job. Fuck yeah. And uh, I had, yeah, all the money I needed. I mean, I, well, I was working double shifts during break and okay. I had so much fun and um, all the stuff just meet very interesting people. And, and then what I realized is the girls that were making the most money and really successful were <laughs> selling their pictures. Were they oh, were, okay. Yeah. I was like, hey, how, do you have any advice? They're like, be a slut. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! And I, I was not that, but I just really engaged and, and really enjoyed listening and and loving uh, what they had to say, what the customers were coming in, and sometimes, and again, this goes into into escorting me getting into escorting. Like everyone, sometimes just wants someone to talk to. Yeah, definitely. And sometimes it just happens to be a pretty girl. <laughs> they do that, and uh, I know in Japan, I just, I watched this like Vice video, and like they. It's like the sex industry in Japan. And there's a huge culture of 
bars where it's simply just talking to where it's like you pay to get in the bar and then you're talking to like a girl and like that's all that's all it is yeah and it's a reverse like women do the same thing women will go into bars where it's just like dude just hang out and they'll just like talk to him like that's all that's all the exchanges there's no sex there's no like it's like just hanging out and like talking and shit it's crazy yeah. and i mean that's that's your t- that's your time i mean that's i mean i know a lot of times it's like okay i don't want to just i'm not i'm not paying you 700 an hour to sit and talk to me but yeah. at the same time you know it's really good to connect with someone because i mean i would like to know who i'm fucking and <laughs> and i really enjoy that yeah. aspect of um of listening in and uh and really helping i love helping people and it brings me pleasure to bring pleasure to others yeah. so i if i can make someone's day better if i can like hear their situation out and maybe offer some sort of advice or guidance or just be a shoulder to not maybe necessarily to lean on but just someone that's there yeah and and um I don't know. I'm I'm all about it. Maybe I should become a therapist, but <laughs> I I mean, it'd, I'd be I'd be quite the uh, the interesting. Um. Did you end up going on the European singing tour? I did. Nice. Yes, it was. We went to Prague. We went to Slovakia, the Czech Republic. I mean, well, the Czech Republic's in Prague, Budapest. Uh, I mean, it, we learned songs like in Slovak. Oh shit! Yeah, in Czech, and so we were singing in their language. Fuck yeah! And it was so amazing to just see the faces and the crowd light up. Where were you? Where was it based out of? Was it American, like American based? Yeah, it was, uh, it was from co- when I was in college. Okay, and, sweet. So it was, yeah. And it was kind of in the South. I don't want to say where, but yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah it was a pretty great undertaking. And, um, oh gosh, but yeah. And, and thank God, seriously, like thank God, because, okay, Twin Peaks, I know it's a, it's technically a family restaurant. Yeah. Air quotes. Yeah. But like, it's sex work. Like you're walking or you're not going to get a job there unless you look good. Okay. Yeah. And we would get rated. Like sometimes, hey, the owner would have to come up to girls and be like, hey, you're gaining weight. What's going on? Really? Yeah, and we'd get raided. I wonder um, if they do that at Hooters too. Oh, I'm sure. Oh damn. <laughs> and uh, yeah, those little short those. And one of my friends that worked at Hooters, she's like, "Oh my god, those shorts just like clench you in all the wrong places if you're not careful <laughs> washing your diet." And and but I think that health and fitness is so important. So I'm kind of all for it because I'm like, you're holding people. You're, I mean, you're holding these girls accountable. We're like, hey, you gotta be healthy. Like you can't, and you also just can't be skinny. Like you, that's true. There's a certain look. And at the end of the day, it's sex work. And I'm so grateful for it because, yes, I did go on that concert tour of Eastern Europe. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, how long, how long, well, so at Twin Peaks, right? What's your transition kind of like to, did you, so you're in the military, right? Yep. <laughs> is this after Twin Peaks? Yes. This... So I was, yeah, Twin Peaks was my college thing. And some people in at school, like, they knew what I was doing. Sometimes, some of the advisors, too. Yeah. Like, I would show them, or they'd follow me on my social media. And, and it's amazing how accepting it was. Like, they were just like, oh, look at her go. Like, she's Fuck at yeah. Twin Peaks. And, and some of the guys, you know, I, I heard, um, like, years after I, I left, uh, I was out of university, that there was, like, a pot of money. Because um, I was kind of this, like, super, like, I was, like, wild and everything but i was still like a virgin i was a virgin for like the longest time okay and i knew since i was a little girl i was into some shit like I was like, <laughs> like like kinky you know just like kind of the di- the, the ds dynamic like all this stuff and so I, I waited because to me sex was something that was it's like so special okay and i mean I, and then people again on like the flip side people are probably listening to this like well if sex is so special why the fuck are you a whore but <laughs> no i feel like 
it's really special and like you and, and human beings like we we're not meant to be monogamous i can yeah. i can see one client and be so connected and involved and just having such a great time with them and then i can go see another person and be just as in the moment yeah fuck yeah <laughs> so you're out of the military did you, when did you start companionship I guess I was always into the sugar baby thing. Like I, okay. I um, was trying to figure out what to do. Um, Did you ever do seeking arrangement at all? Yes, that's how. Yes. Okay, well, what's your? How was your experience with a seeking oh arrangement? Oh my god! So that's what happened. So I remember I was having just you know I didn't belong in the military. Like literally, I got on the wrong bus on the way to art school, <laughs> and I was at boot camp, and everyone's yelling at me, and I was like, oh my god, I've made a seriously bad life decision. Sounds like Forrest Gump or something. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, but I was I was really fit, and I always was. I'm always very optimistic and like positive, and okay. and I think that that was appreciated. So I ended up doing well. But then I had like a, a senior female boss, okay, and I think there was some jealousy issues going on. At least some guys came up to me. They're like, "Hey, be careful of this person." Oh shit! And uh, things were not looking good for me, and I kind of hit a low. Like it, like the highs really hot were really high, but the lows were really low. And when I hit a low. I was, I was kind of put in a, it, you know, it was, it was super fucked up. Like it was, and I mean, but the thing is this kind of stuff happens in nine to fives all the time where you have a manager that, you know, uh, puts a, the glass ceiling or, or just, oh, or, or, or put or sets someone up for failure. And, and I mean, this office politics happens. So it's the same thing whether, and I've, I've had, you know, corporate jobs. And so it's the same thing, whether it's the military or corporate America, like, like I'm not meant for it, and <laughs> I, I don't do office politics. Yeah, I I'm like nope, I'm out of this. Uh, Being so- able to say what you want is amazing, you know. And sometimes you can't do that working in an office. Yeah, I'm really not good at yeah. that. I think that's why you know we we get along. You're a comedian. Yeah. You say whatever you want. God damn right. My, <laughs> my boss the other day, uh, we we're talking about the coronavirus or whatever, and I saw a meme that said it was a boomer remover. Somebody called it a boomer remover, and I was like, hey, check this out. This dude's a boomer, and he's like, you think that's funny? No shit. And I'm like, I'll be honest, I do think that it's funny. Okay? I think that it's funny. There are so <laughs> many baby boomer jokes. Like, everyone just blames the baby boomers for everything. I, I bought an OK Boomer t-shirt. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I wear it as much as I can in front of him. And he really gets upset about it. I think life is too short to take it seriously. Fuck yes. Just laugh about shit. Yes. Laughter is healing. And it's love and it's, I mean, that's, I I love that you do comedy. I think that that's wonderful where you're like, how, how you're, you were telling me before we started here and started our drinks and our little party and, (laughs) um, how, um, pour you in class, how basically you love to make people laugh. And I was like, that's the same thing for me. I love to make people happy. Yeah. And sometimes happiness is not just sexual. It is, you know, it's mental. It's it's, yeah. it's psychological. And you have to connect. And, and I remember listening to one of your podcasts with uh, this, this male escort. And he's like, well, you know, unlike the girls, I actually have to communicate and connect yeah. to people. And I was like, hey, I don't know what these other girls are doing. But if I don't communicate and connect with people, they're probably not going to want to see me again. Yeah, you have to do that. It's like you don't know. It's like, yeah, it's so much emotional connection as it is even physical as well. I mean, you're about to do something extremely, the most intimate thing yeah. ever, arguably, with someone. And to me, uh, I, I want to, like, know who they are. I can't, I really care. And I yeah. want to, you know, know how their day's going and can I make it better. You got to feel like that's 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 really a, that's an important thing that a lot of people, I mean, not 
a lot of people that have never done this don't realize that it's not just like strictly like just just physical thing, but it's like an emotional connection with somebody on like that as well. Absolutely, and I know I, I keep going off off on tangents. Sorry, but uh, but yes, I was kind of just hit a low, and I you know I went I couldn't get out at the time. I you know you have to like yeah you're you're stuck on contract for so long, but I was like all right, I've got to do something. And, and I, that's when I did, I remember being at like my parents' house and, and it was like Christmas and they were, I, I, it was so naughty. Like I was in the room and I, I mean, I, I feel bad because I'm like, I have amazing parents. Yeah. And me too. My parents are sweet. Yeah. Shout yes. out. Cheers. <laughs> Shout out to amazing parents. Shout out to them parents. I know we got some parents listening to the podcast. Hey, keep doing your thing. And if you're a terrible parent, Hey, stop doing your thing. <laughs> Maybe watch a, a movie or something about good parents. I don't know, and, and I mean, I don't know where I was going with that. No, but that's the thing too is that if people are, I remember one time I met up with this guy on Seeking Arrangement because okay. getting back to it, I hit the low. I was like, I gotta, I gotta figure something out. Like basically, I was supposed to get promoted and I didn't. Ooh. And it's like a you know, a big deal. And I actually ended up getting my promotion and having all my back pay, which was great because what happened to me yeah, what happened to me was really fucked up. So I was depressed and I hit a low, real low. And I was like, what do I, you know, and I, it, it sucks because I have great family of amazing friends, but you know, to me, I'm so driven. I'm like, no. And what happened was so wrong. Yeah, It was just like, catty female she said you know she set me up she like it just it was so fucked up that i just started doing my little research yeah and i had you know worked at twin peaks i'd been in the bar industry and the you know that scene a glimpse gotten a real inside glimpse of the the working world in hawaii so yeah i was looking online and i was all nervous i was like <laughs> oh god like sugar daddy like i i guess i'd kind of heard of it maybe when i was like 13 or 14 and it's all pretty woman okay <laughs> but, um, but yeah i just was so nervous and i ended up just finding seeking arrangement okay and i and i've met other girls like through people that i met on seeking arrangement and, and that are like seeking arrangement changed my life yeah and i think it, it really did it um and i know people are like no this is terrible i'm like no this is great <laughs> i did hear seeking arrangement was better in the past than it is now Mm, yeah, I mean, it was a few years ago that I okay. had gotten on there, and and yeah, it's um, I do have like a whole another you know facet of of essay, um, because I know that they probably got sued that it became like we're on seeking. I'm like, oh, seeking arrangement. They're like, no, it's just seeking seeking now, and I'm yeah. like, okay, they got sued. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but I mean, yes, in any kind of business interaction i was listening to your podcast on the panty seller oh yeah Donald rosa shout out Donald yes rosa. Hey. love you added you on twitter yesterday you're amazing <laughs> and uh she was talking about the time wasters and everything but that happens like on seeking arrangement yeah totally happens like they uh you know i have no i have been absolutely dicked over uh, by guys on essay like literally i mean I, yeah, it's like embarrassing, but at the same time it happens and, and I mean, it's, and it's still happening. There's this one guy, oh my God, he, um, and this is recent too. I kind of just dabbled again and, and then I was like, oh God, and this is why I got off essay. And this yeah. is, yeah, this is why I went <laughs> the actual professional route. Um, because it's like, if you're a sugar baby, 
I mean, yeah, I was totally in denial because I was like, well, I'm a sugar baby. Like, I'm not an S. I'm not an escort. Oh, no, no. I'm not one of those girls. <laughs> I'm a sugar baby. Yeah. There's a difference. No. No, there's not. <laughs> You're just, well, the only difference is that as a sugar baby, you're basically doing more for less. Yeah. And you're putting up with their shit. <laughs> yeah. One of my friends, one of my friends, she's done it a little bit. And she's like, it's just like the, what people expect on there is so, it's, they're so demanding. Mm. And like the money they're offering is like nowhere near you would get if you were actually like uh, escorting. Yes. It's, it's not, it's not anywhere near that. And it, it really actually is. Tra- a tragedy because you have guys on there you have you do have legitimate sugar daddies on there that want to meet someone to take care of them and to really have that organic you know dynamic yeah. and that relationship that they're trying to market but the the you know sad reality is that that's not what's happening your girls are being exploited there are agencies running off of seeking arrangement on their own oh yeah that basically girls will start profiles on there and they'll completely take their profiles away and so they are acting as the girls on essay and of course you do it enough you're going to figure out who the the cash cows are you're going to figure out who the guys are who actually do pay are and it just turns into its own underground escorting agency with no accountability oh shit yeah, so I mean, I think that they really meant well starting out. And a few years ago, when I had started to dabble, I, oh my gosh, I met some amazing people. And I've had, you know, long term, um, you know, sugar daddies that, I mean, one guy, he, he was a West Point grad. Oh, shit. And so he loved that I was in the military. And like, literally, he was like, if we could sleep in the same bed at night, be, you know, because I snore and I know I get it, you can't, you can't sleep at night. Yeah. If we could, I'd marry you. Oh, shit. <laughs> Just the bed. That's the only thing. that The bed was the only deterrent. <laughs> he snored really loud. <laughs> but it was like, maybe... Maybe we, I mean, the bed thing, we can make this work out. We can figure something out. You know what I'm saying? I'll get these tonsils out. I'll get whatever happens. Just stay with me. Please don't leave me. Please. I mean, we're still really good friends. Um, yeah. And really, it was that uh, relationship they do um, advertise where, you know, he's a mentor. He's helping me financially. Oh, sweet. He's guiding me in the right direction. He really cares just as I care about him. I met his kids. and, And so it was a beautiful thing. So if you can do it right on seeking arrangement it's a beautiful thing you just have to be so careful and you really have to filter yeah um but you know there's always hope yeah what was your transition from seeking arrangement to like actual escorting so i met sarah st Clair. oh okay through a guy i'd met on essay oh sweet Fuck yes yeah. yeah so basically he, and he did he advertised or not advertised but basically speaking with him he was good looking and he's like hey like i just i, I I like scandalous women. I, 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 I love, I'm not going to lie. I love scandalous women. And be like, well, scandalous lady right here. And I think he was like, well, you know, I see that you have your, you know, your regular job and, and you're, you know, I had a very civilian vanilla nine to five. Yeah. And so he's like, well, you're not one of these. And I was like, ah. And and so the more he got to know me, the more he's like, oh my God, I gotta meet you. You're coming to Manhattan. I gotta oh, meet shit. you. So I met Sarah St. Clair in oh, Manhattan. Okay. We hit it off right away. Like I, I went to use the restroom really quick. I came out. I was in this little maxi dress. Kind of, I guess how I'm in a dress right now. My like boobs are like, hello. Um, <laughs> nice and perky. Hey. And um, Sarah's like, oh my God. She's like, boobs, booby kiss. We're going to booby kiss. So within 10 seconds of meeting Sarah St. Clair, we were booby kissing. We all went out that night. She was actually 
flying back through from a wedding in Ireland. So we went on a double date. Her and I hit it off right away. Nice. And when I got laid off from said nine to five, um, Sarah was right there like, hey, I know. Because I was like, what do I do? Yeah. Is that like a, is Sarah like a person like, I, don't, I feel like when you start anything kind of like not knowing which way to go, it's nice having a person you can kind of like talk to and like add bounce questions off of with that wisdom. Is Sarah that person for you? Oh, absolutely. I'm her little Padawan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In so many ways. <laughs> Seriously, my, like, head game is, like, I mean, if I, so I recently met up with, like, a boyfriend I yeah. used to have back in the military, and he was, like, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> Things have changed, and Things I like changed. the change, okay? <laughs> he was, he was a fan. Not all change is bad, you know? This yeah. change was, uh, it's great. You gotta keep this up. <laughs> Do you feel like there was a waiver period in uh, escorting where you, like... I like weren't good at it, but I feel like, you know, the more you do something, the better you get. Was there ever like a waiver period or like a learning curve to it? Oh, absolutely. I mean, when I first started out, I had no idea what I was doing. I was getting screwed up. I mean, I was seeing guys in there. I'm, I'm gonna pay you. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna pay you. Yeah, I'm gonna. And, and like, I. Bro, what? I, <laughs> yeah, you're gonna pay me right motherfucking now, dude. <laughs> I fell for the most blatant scams. I, I, and you know, and you, and you're so, and that's the thing, you're so alone. And that's why I love these girls. Um, like, what was it? Like, the escort deconstructed. Yeah, yeah, with, Sienna Hunter. Oh my God, she has the sexiest voice. Shout out. Fuck Cheers. yeah. Cheers. <laughs> Shout out, if, if listeners, I haven't plugged the podcast. I don't think I, I don't think I mentioned it yet. I mentioned like, hey, there's this podcast, but yeah, escort deconstructed. Check it out; it's a good, good podcast. And it was actually a client that I met through Sarah that told me about the escort deconstructed. Oh, okay, and um, and yeah, I was just I couldn't stop listening. Yeah. Oh my gosh! And he did. He said too. He's like, and the host has a very sexy voice. Yeah. And so I just I love what she's doing. She really cares about girls. I love that. Um, she. Uh, you know, is she's always like, "Who's your crush? Like, who's your, oh, yeah. you know, your 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 girl crush or whatever." Uh, so shout out to you, Sienna. <laughs> shout out, what up? <laughs> and then, yeah, I, I would say shout out to I, I like obviously I look on I'm you know trying to get established more, and I, I look on different profiles, and there's this one girl. She's like this porn star, I guess. That she's on Slicks a lot. She's I'm not into her armpit hair. Not not feeling yeah. the armpit hair, but it's like Ariana Rooks Rooks or something. I oh yeah yeah. Yeah, it's like Rue, Rue, Rue. Yeah, maybe it's Rue. Um, either way, I'm minus the armpit hair. I would hire her. <laughs> I know who you're talking about. I looked her up last night when you mentioned. It. I was like, yes. oh, I, don't, I follow. I follow her on Twitter. I'm like, yeah, oh, really? Not, yeah, yeah. Oh, I need to do that. Like, I would legit hire her. Like, <laughs> holy fuck, you are sexy. Fuck yeah. <laughs> what do you think your biggest challenge was starting out in escorting? Just not knowing anyone. And so Sarah really came in. Um, she hooked me up with the agency. And I went from not being in, just living in New York City and not really knowing what the fuck I was going to do. Yeah. And then I was I was literally crashing. Um, I, have, I have a friend that's actually, she's like at Columbia working on her master's. And yeah. I was crashing on her couch. And it was really uncomfortable. She did not have a good couch. It's New York <laughs> City living. And I went from New York City living to, oh, you have a job now. And I was like staying in these high-end hotels with very comfortable beds. Like, this is nice. Yeah. And the agency had, you know, just 
men coming to see me and I um yeah I guess I did well like I uh they said they're like you're the most enthusiastic person we've ever had on here (laughs) (laughs) enthusiasm counts for a lot (laughs) like you know if you I mean you're going down on a guy like come on you admit like if a girl's going down on you and she's tasting you do you not want her to look like she is biting into a slice of delicious chocolate cake Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> chocolate cake. <laughs> also, the chocolate cake, that's a nice ad. It is like chocolate cake for me. <laughs> You're like, pound cake? I'm like, that's not really the right color, but I, yeah, I get the analogy. <laughs> Sorry. Red velvet. Oh, okay. I wanted to look red, but I was like, for me, for me it'd be red velvet. Like, hmm. Like, I mean, really, you, you want to, I mean, you want to be excited about it. And, and I guess my enthusiasm paid off because I ended up, they were, within a month, they were advertising me as like, one of the top two girls to have ever worked for that agency. Oh, shit. My response was, like, texting John, the, the owner, and being like, who's the other girl? <laughs> Let's take, I'm taking her out. <laughs> he goes, hey, hey, top top two's pretty good. Slow your roll. <laughs> yeah, top two's amazing, especially in New York. That's a... Uh, New York's... Yeah, that's a that's a hot spot. That's... I I get. I mean, um, yeah, I guess there's, there's probably multiple agencies and stuff in New York. There's a lot of independent girls... I just, I had a ton of fun. I literally almost got a job in New York City through one of the um, the clients that came in. He oh, was nice. so great. And he, you know, I told him my whole story. I'm like, yeah, I got laid off at my nine to five. And he's like, well, that's terrible. And he goes, you know, if you're comfortable sharing your information with me, I'd love to see your resume and pass it around my company. Yeah. So I, and that, and that kind of opened up the whole world where, hey, it's actually pretty normal and both the sugar bowl and like the the whole escorting world to to work for a client's company to um actually you know find the connections and get a job um i met this amazing um guy in boston i think he he works for harvard and he yeah he helped this he told me this whole story actually was really funny she was married to a preacher right she was a 1950s housewife had a stroke (laughs) stroke can change you yeah so she turned into this complete and total nymphomaniac like she was grabbing <laughs> she was grabbing really? men like in public like she had no impulse control wow. and she was just like wanton and so she the thing that sucks she probably wanted to do that the whole time though. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so she i guess she met him on seeking arrangement Shout out to Seeking Arrangement. You're not the worst thing. There's just people who have, you know, yeah. made it hard for them. Um, but uh, but no, so she met him on SA and basically he helped her like get a job as like a high level executive assistant. Really? Yes, because she got a divorce, you know, all obviously. Okay, like, the preacher wasn't cool with she, the, Oh with no, the, with preacher the, with the public dick yeah, grabbing. Yeah, it wasn't working for him. <laughs> He's like, honey, just please, can we, can we wait till after church, please? Can we wait till after church? Please don't grab the kind of, uh, This is making it awkward for me. You know, I tell people not to do what you're doing. I mean, imagine like, you know, the acolytes coming down the aisle. <laughs> like, that dick looking good, boy. I'm like, this is a true story. It's a true story. That's incredible. Wow. Strokes, man, I guess not all strokes are bad. <laughs> They say it might cut your life expectancy in half, but, uh... <laughs> I'm going to pour some more wine here. Uh, <laughs> cheers, uh... Yeah, cheers to, cheers to strokes. Yeah. <laughs> Turning people into nymphomaniacs. Man, I hope, yeah. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, she, she now works for, like, a high-level executive. She's an assistant. 
Um, is she still doing the dick thing though? I I think she went to go. She must have gone to see a shrink and okay. and I, I don't know. I think she's calmed down a little bit. Okay, but that happened. <laughs> I mean, like I like the enthusiasm, but you can't work here if you're going to be doing that. So <laughs> we pay. We'll pay for whatever it takes for that to just you know nine to five. Keep it cool. After that, you do you, girl. <laughs> what uh? What do you think the most important thing you learned starting out was in escorting? So I have three roles okay. and granted these came along, along the way over the past year. <laughs> and, uh, it's number one, my number one role of being a sex worker is don't look like a sex worker. Okay. Don't. What do, uh, what do you think that means? What does that mean to you? So I love your podcast on what not to do in hotels. Yeah. <laughs> the guy, did a guy actually go up to the, the. Yeah. I saw it on Twitter. I saw it on Twitter. Somebody Stop. got, some guy went to the hotel desk, asked for the lady with her. Like, he's like, hey, let me, I'm here for Sophia Soma. Oh, God. I think she's in room 347. And they're like, well, that's actually not the name we had, but uh, what's your business here? Uh, just run out of the fucking hotel. Please don't do that. Um, Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah, so don't rock up to a hotel with big blonde hair, heavy makeup, looking... You know, I mean, I will literally go, okay, this might be a little dramatic, but I've literally gone into a, it was more like a, a motel. This guy was just like, look, I just want to meet here. And I'm like, oh God. Yeah. And, um, and he just wanted to meet in this remote place because he didn't want to drive another like two hours to Atlanta. And so, um, he paid for travel money. It's, you know, it's all, he was very great. And, um, went to this kind of motel and of course she puts me right in the room right next to the freaking front office ah. and so i'm like you know but i do I, I come in my hair is just i haven't even brushed it like no makeup in fact like my eyeliner is probably running like it just you know, <laughs> hoodie like ripped jeans you just put you just pour ketchup on your shirt oh, you yeah know. oh oh perfect <laughs> like you know food i mean I might as well like smear stuff you know just just <laughs> you're just eating a burger at the front desk while you're checking in they're like can you stop doing this like, uh, i guess so. like would never guess yeah. and i and i was i was i came and i was tired i was like oh i was like i really just i was like i hey oh i, I called you yesterday because of course he wanted to see me at like 8 a.m although you know i really do love early morning appointments yeah. and morning appointments um but yeah it was it was like okay how do i go to this hotel to meet this guy at 8 a.m for them to see me there for a few hours and not be suspicious and, yeah oh, i've just been traveling i was like oh yeah i'm just really tired oh i just yeah i just really want to sleep and of course they put me in the room right next to the the, yeah. the front office and uh, so i'm like telling him please be discreet as possible and he shows up in like magenta scrubs <laughs> love him i love him <laughs> he's so great he told me he'd write me a review so yeah maybe you'll you'll see that on sophia soma ter but yes <laughs> yeah I love you. <laughs> Good. <laughs> what up, dog? <laughs> Good memories. <laughs> but yeah, I just, I really try to be as discreet as possible. Number one rule of being a sex worker is don't look like a sex worker because then you're going to have sex worker problems. Motherfuckers be nosy. Yeah. No, people are ridiculously nosy. And and then two, um, it's uh, don't get greedy. Okay. So essentially, and I learned this, you know, it, with the agency in New York City, it's, oh, like this guy wants to give me his number because he wants to see me split free and that's all, you know, and that's yeah. against the rules. But, you know, you're like, I'm giving a 40% split to these people Fuck. and I'm like, you know, and they pay for half the room and stuff and that's great. But, you know, you start to get and and believe me, the mo- I almost got in trouble. Like the I learned the hard way, just don't get greedy. 
Yeah. Um, and then also when you get greedy is when girls are become a little lax when it comes to screening. Oh, yeah. Because And then that's also what happened to me. Like I, you know, the last time I was on Seeking Arrangement, it's like, oh, he's he's offering me this. Well, I'm kind of tired right now, but oh, but that, that's $1,000. So I'm going to go spend time with him. And he's total, I mean, he even had some sort of app that would show you that he's paying you. And it was like all fake. It was really, really? yeah, there's some serious scams on there. Be careful, girls. Fuck. Yeah. I mean, like literally, and what's so crazy is through my vanilla job that I, I recently left um I had met a girl love her um she was working as assistant to a doctor turns out she's a sugar baby I was like oh oh my heart is melting and so we became good friends and turns out we had met the same guy and I was like yeah I was like he wasted two hours of my time and she goes my dumbass wasted two weeks Damn. because he would send her receipts showing that he bought her some sort of like Chanel purse and and that it was going to her address and there's some app out there that there's always an app but like there's an app that like shows that you purchased something it's going to someone so so she fell for it for two weeks and wasted two weeks of her time did she hang out with him ever oh i mean yeah she spent a ton of time with him she was intimate with him she i mean oh yeah he real. i mean hey good job good job piece of shit good job you you got you got us whatever i mean well he didn't get me i was like mm. i mean because i have sarah i have sarah st Clair. yeah and i was like hey this guy is um just try try to sell me four thousand dollars she goes red flag abort mission get out right now oh fuck i was like yeah i was like he was like oh well i paid for the month i'm like okay first of all that's not i don't know what you mean by paid for the month we did not discuss anything like this and um four g's you better get them stacks up dog yeah and so it was and he showed me on his computer he's like no come here look and it shows where like four grand was transferred out of his account to like what was under my number and yeah it, it's like this app that shows you this and so yeah so he we went to like the jacuzzi at his his apartment or whatever and i was you know and again i had sarah like abort mission yeah. get out now and so i i kind of i did i yeah. got out and it was the next day that i connected with my my friend oh, that's an SB. turns out we'd seen the same guy <laughs> yeah because i was like he has like a pet wolf so yeah girls if you're on seeking arrangement and there's a guy that mm-hmm. has a pet wolf on there run <laughs> and apparently has multiple profiles because these guys, you just have absolute predators, which is so sad because there are genuine gentlemen that want to meet you. Yeah. Damn. Starting out initially, how do you feel about showing your face in ads? How do you feel about that? I have to be really careful. Yeah. Yeah. Currently, your face, is, your face isn't in any ads. No. I wish I could show my face. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. What do you think of my face? Great face. <laughs> great great face. face. Listeners, I have a great face. She's also got a great face. We're face people. Hey, what up? <laughs> you do have a very cute face. <laughs> God damn right. What up, listeners? <laughs> you pinch your cheek here. I hear this shit. This shit is cute as fuck. You, you are so cute. <laughs> Cleveland Brown Jr. from the Cleveland Show. Just a little bit older. That's what we're working with here. Have you, uh, have you been in a relationship since starting at all? So I actually had a boyfriend in the military when I really was kind of like, well, and he was also a bit like possessive. And the more someone tries to control me, the yeah. more... I rebel. Yeah. And um, so I really, I started like the whole, you know, SD thing kind of while I had a boyfriend, but he was, it, was, it wasn't an abusive relationship, but he it was, there was some issues. Yeah. And it was just, he was very, very possessive and would like talk down to me and stuff. And so instead of just like arguing back and yeah. like feeding, you know, fueling the fire, I'm just in my mind, I'm like, all right, yeah. I'll go find someone that treats me like a princess. Yeah. And I did. 
<laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> Do you see yourself in the future being in a relationship at all? I really hope that I can find someone that embraces me, um, that that embraces what I do. Maybe that gets turned on by what I do. Yeah, I've I've met clients that are like, "You are going to make some guy so happy," <laughs> and I hope that that's the case. Yeah, fuck yeah, there's somebody out there for everybody. I feel like <laughs> you know what? That's what we have to tell ourselves. You know. That's <laughs> Who would you say your uh, average clientele is? Let's say if we go and I used to do like this thing, right? Name, age, race, demographic. John. John? Yes. I like that name. All right. Fuck yeah. We got age, race, demographic, maybe a relationship status on their end. Late third to me, for me, like late thirties, um, mid forties. Okay. Actually, for some reason, I'm, I guess like businessmen, like they, uh, in, and I love it because you got some, I mean, God, I'm so blessed. Like I've had some seriously hot clients that for whatever reason are not getting laid at home. Yeah. Like, relationships are weird. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's like, it's like, wait, what? Your wife doesn't want to fuck you. Like I would be jumping your bones yeah. after work every day. <laughs> and so, yeah, just, just, um, you know, business, um, real estate. Okay. Um, what else were the questions like? John, who's like 41, maybe even 38, does real estate. And then maybe if they're married, relationships, that what are... Unfortunately. Well, I say unfortunately, but couples are my favorite. Ooh, nice. So a lot of them are married. Okay. Or have a girlfriend. I remember this one guy I saw in Boston, he was hot, and he's like, you fuck better than my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> and she's girlfriend. like, I know. <laughs> You're like, uh, yeah. <laughs> but I, but I mean, it feels good, but this wasn't news to me. I mean, I felt kind of bad. I'm like, does she like girls? Yeah. Would she join? <laughs> have you uh, had experience with couples? Absolutely. How, how have those gone? Amazing. Fuck yeah. Yes. I love couples. I just think, I, I, I so wish I could be in, or find, just find someone to be in a relationship where we're like, ooh, hey, like, let's, let's hire a girl. Let's have some saucy time. Yeah. And I really think that for whatever reason, luckily, uh, I've attracted, um, you know, very classy. I love to keep it classy. Very classy couples who just want to try something a little out of the norm. Nice. Uh, uh, coming up um, soon, they actually hit me up to be like, hey, like, are you still good? Because of uh, yeah. coronavirus and <laughs> I'm, I'm not traveling. I'm like, I'll be in Atlanta. Like, I know sometimes just, you know, let's let's not uh, let's not react to the apoc- the impending apocalypse. Let's, yeah. you know, tr- live our life as much as possible. And she's like, yeah, it's my husband's birthday coming up and I really want to do something special for him. <laughs> Shout out to that lady. Yeah, lady, you're oh, so... Yes. Yeah, that's a sweet thing. That's a, that's a wonderful thing right there. I wrote her back. I'm like, okay, first of all, I don't know if anyone hasn't told you this, yeah. but uh, you're the coolest wife. <laughs> you're like the <laughs> best. And uh, and yeah, she's like, no, I just really want to surprise him and do something special and we're going to be in Atlanta. And so, yeah, couples, I, I love it. I'm also really into women. Like, I love women. I feel like she should say something, you know, before. Like, something's <laughs> coming up because like, say if he doesn't know right he doesn't know and then she like walks in on his birthday and he's like i just jerked off <laughs> you should have told me about this <laughs> oh god i'm pouring more wine oh god 
Hey, that has happened. So my next door neighbor kind of became a client. He's a super hot attorney. Um, I know it's kind of funny. It's like it's like my next door neighbor became a client. Like them hotties out there. What up? Shout out to all my hot people out there. (laughs) Although hot doesn't necessarily mean you have a a great body. Hot is also like intelligent, like like sapiosexual. (laughs) Okay, Okay. Like I'm totally into just intelligent men. So, like, to me, like, sexy doesn't necessarily mean you have a six-pack okay. or an eight-pack or whatever. I mean, to me, like, someone can be super hot because because of their character. Okay. Fuck okay. it. Does, does that, like, does attraction play a role in seeing anybody at all? Or is it kind of, like, an yeah. emotional connection? Or how's it, how's it work? Uh, what absolutely. Do you think? I mean, someone that you can connect with, I mean, you're going to have amazing sex with. Yeah. And it's, it's, it is, it's an intimate thing. I mean, yeah, you can... I mean, like, I've learned a lot from Sarah St. Clair. Uh, I mean, I'm more of a GFE type. Yeah. But, I mean, oh, don't get me wrong. Like, I can just go full-blown, like, PSE and just let's get wild. Yeah. And, I mean, sometimes, guys, that's what they need. And then you'll connect after sex. Yeah. Like, okay. Like, you'll really connect with them and, and because they just needed to get that out of their system. Okay. <laughs> so, it just people are so complex. Oh, definitely. Mm. For sure. Definitely. Yeah. And, and I mean, no, I've had, I definitely have, I've had clients that people would look at as, oh, they're overweight or whatever. And I've had amazing sex with them. Fuck yeah. Shout out to my, shout out to the fatties out there. What up? <laughs> How y'all doing? Hey, we got a podcast. I appreciate y'all listening. Fuck yeah. Keep, uh, keep, uh, subscribe. Cheers. <laughs> How, uh, I know screening is like a huge thing. How was... From seeking arrangement, right? Is there screening going into that? Honestly, the, a big reason I got screwed over on my last experience with seeking, seeking arrangement, which was just a few months ago with, with Wolfman, you know, the wolf pet. Hey, listeners out there, ladies out there, if you're on seeking arrangement and a dude says he has a pet wolf, don't trust that guy. Don't trust that guy. Anybody, even if they say I got a wolf t-shirt, just don't trust them. <laughs> Anything that have to do with wolves, you know, just let's not trust them. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I keep going back to it. But no, I mean, it was after, you know, being um, kind of UTR. Uh, I, Sarah yeah. was referring people to me because she doesn't live in Atlanta anymore. And and um, and so after, you know, actually you know, evolving to like the escort to kind of go back and dabble at that and then get screwed over on the first person I saw. Like I was just really disappointed in my... Yeah. but he really had a good um and, and the, the thing is i should have paid attention to my rules going back to that after the other, other tangent i just went on but um you know don't get greedy and he i was tired he's like no i'm gonna give you a thousand dollars and i just want to i just you know and and it wasn't even that long of a period of time and so yeah i mean i got my own uber over there i it just i wasted time um it just it it happens and the thing is i tried to screen him yeah. before going to see him and i was on the phone with him and he was like no i have this job that is you know da 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 and he can't give out his information and the thing is i should have paid attention to my second rule which is don't get greedy well, yeah don't be greedy and but i was like oh he's offering me this and he seems legit and oh, okay maybe i'll understand that he doesn't want to screen no hard no you have to screen it's for your safety it's for yeah i uh, I interviewed a lady friday night um she created an app called verify him it'll be released i think in april or early may where basically you can kind of type in anyone's kind of like phone number 
and they'll be like say you type in that dude's phone number and then you can say like time waste or whatever so if anybody else has that app they type in that guy's phone number that'll come up your experience will come up so they can see like oh maybe i shouldn't see that person oh that's fantastic yeah. so i think it'll be out in early april but it's on the app store right now verify him is what it's called i'm downloading that right after this yeah. <laughs> good for her do you feel like uh do you use uh, references at all from uh how do you feel about references? Yeah, I mean references have have been great. Um there are some cases and and Sarah let me know, "Hey, if this guy reaches out to you, whatever, you, you check his references." The references are coming back like, "I've never met that guy before." So, yeah. ladies, if a guy's like, "Oh, here are my references." And you're like, "Oh, he has references." Hell, I don't really need to check with them. No, check with them. Oh, fuck yeah, you need to check. <laughs> because guys are saying, "Oh, here's a reference," and literally giving you the contact information to a legitimate Yeah working girl and saying that he's met with her this many times or whatever. Oh, I'm a regular because I'm sure it's worked before where some girl sees, Oh, Oh, well he's seen her. He's a regular, like, okay, he seems legitimate. I don't, I don't have to check with her. No. Check. I know. uh, So the episode that's actually coming out like this Tuesday, Haley Muse, she lives in Raleigh and uh, she said, if she sees somebody and she like, knows she's not going to see them again and it wasn't good. She'll be like, Hey, you should use me as a reference. Oh, that's awesome. And then when people reach out to her, she's like, yeah, don't see that guy. <laughs> she sounds fantastic. Yeah. So <laughs> Do you feel like it's uh, p- people are willing to give up personal information to you? Is it? Most of the time. Yes. Okay, sweet. I do understand when guys are like, I don't want to give my personal information out. I'm not comfortable. Okay, I get it. People, guys are like, that's how black books are created, blah, blah, blah. But the thing is, I mean... I, at least from, from me speaking, and I know Sarah as well, and, and um, there's this other, other girl, shout out to uh, Belle of NOLA. What up, Belle of NOLA? Yeah. No, How she's, you doing? She's great. Belle of New Orleans. Um, we would never share client information, even with another client or something yeah. like, oh, well, have you seen any other guys? So I don't know. Yeah. We would never share their information. We are so professional. It's honestly, I don't even remember their name sometimes after I scream them <laughs> because I'm not even focused on what they do, their name, anything. All I'm focused on is, are they checking out? Yeah. And then I'll have to look back and be like, oh my God, I got to make sure I don't say the guy's like wrong name during sex. Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you a story about that after. Um, uh, <laughs> what, uh, do you require deposits at all before people see you? No, not necessarily. I mean, they're nice. I've had couples book me where they're like, we want to see you at this time. And, and they're like, do you need uh, half of it up front? And I'm like, I mean, if you don't mind doing that, that's great. It, I mean, it would be nice. Sometimes I'm, I'm super lenient probably because I am, you know, working on getting more established. But um, usually it's the vibe you're picking up. Yeah. And this past week, even, there was a guy coming to see me. And I feel so bad. He had, like, flowers in his car and, like, wine. And he was coming over to see me eight miles away from my place. He calls me. Like, he he had just some kind of work emergency thing. And Uh, he's like, oh, my gosh, are you mad? I'm like, babe, stuff happens. Yeah. Like, life happens. And he actually, not only did he have a work emergency, but he got a flat tire that day. And he, like, sent me a picture of it and everything. And he's like, thank you for being so understanding. And I was like, of course. And he's like, I'll see you next week. See, that's nice. I will say sometimes it might be cheaper for the flat tire to to puncture your own flat tire, take a picture of it, than actually have an appointment. <laughs> I wasn't getting a fake vibe from him, but but I mean, if, if you're going to go through that much effort to... <laughs> 
don't know. That guy was, he was telling the truth. But I believe you, dude. Just, hey, subscribe to the podcast. You know, tell your friends about it. Full service. <laughs> Full service. Ow. <laughs> Have you ever developed feelings for anybody while doing this? Oh, absolutely. In, in New York, one of the guys I met through the agency is, oh, I know we're not supposed to share contact information. He's like, here's my number. I will call the cops if they, tr- you know what I mean? Yeah, I, mean yeah. I, don't, I think he was exaggerating, but he really liked me. We really clicked. I ended up like... Because I was crashing on my friend's couch when I wasn't working. Yeah. So I ended up living with him. Oh, nice. Yeah. It was it was really great. It was this beautiful relationship that we have or okay. had. And um, yeah, we're still friends. Um, yeah. it's uh, I, I mean, it absolutely happens. I know Sarah has definitely gotten into serious relationships with some of the guys that booked her. Yeah. And I mean, human nature is human nature. People are complex. There's never, it's never really black or white. Yeah. Definitely. Hmm. Review websites. How do you feel about reviews? What's your what's your how do you feel about yeah? What's your feeling on reviews? I mean, from the client perspective, you want to be able to see something to show that you're legitimate. I know that there's fake reviews. I mean, I've heard of I've heard of all that. There's definitely fake reviews. That, yeah, that sucks. Um, I've um, if you look on TER, I've I have a couple of uh, really nice ones um, <laughs> that were very flattering. So I appreciate that. I've got a couple of clients that um, one of them that you know he's like he's like yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna write you a review. You're like the cheerleader, you know, model. You know, like he's like you you should be a like a, a dental like you know, teeth model or something. You know, some... <laughs> That's some good teeth going on oh, right thank there. thank you. <laughs> I respect the teeth, the teeth hustle because my dentist, I don't trust dentists, you know, because uh, I got uh, that right yeah, there. what happened? Basically, some bullshit, right? Mm, sounds like it. <laughs> listeners i'm missing like two teeth like right next to my front tooth uh if you've never seen a picture of me i don't know how what's up hey um so i had a baby tooth right here right and why two teeth right here uh i had a baby tooth right there that didn't have an adult tooth behind it right interesting yeah it's like my mom like i'm down here too like i still have baby teeth like down here like stop it oh my gosh that's so gnarly So I had a cavity up here and I go to the dentist and the dentist is like, okay, come back next week. We're going to do like bonding or whatever. I was like, you know what? That's great. I come back the next week and she's like, okay, we're going to do extraction. And I'm like, Extra- what the fuck happened? I thought we are doing bonding, you know? And she's like, well, things change. We got to do extraction. But since the ba- since it's a baby tooth that has a cavity, there's not another tooth that we could put there. So we have to pull two teeth. And then they're like, and then we'll get braces, widen it so we can fit two teeth there. And I was like, why don't you just give me another front tooth so that I have three front teeth? Yeah, and you're not going to pay thousands upon thousands yeah, of dollars. Yeah, she tried to upsell me like five thousand. Yeah, it was like yeah. $5,000. I'm like, well, I'm going toothless. And I have a retainer. I have a retainer that has like, I have a retainer that has teeth right there, but I feel like I'm lying to the world. So I'm like, fuck it. I'm going toothless forever. Fuck everybody. I don't care. Your teeth look fine and you have a really cute face. Yeah. Hey, listeners, <laughs> you heard it here first. Uh, this guy, this uh, cute little face right here. Dude, I just want to squeeze your cheeks. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, working in healthcare, I definitely learned the dark side of, oh, you know, needs surgery. Yeah. And that's also why I kind of, I mean, there are good doctors and there are not so good doctors. It runs the gamut. But, um, but yeah, no, you definitely, I'm, I'm so proud of you actually for being, for not like buying into the bullshit. Yeah. I'm like, I really don't. I'm like, if you don't like me cause I'm missing a tooth, <laughs> I really don't care. I'm like, we can still be friends. I'm cool, dog. I'm cool, lady. What up? What's up? Let's cheers. Uh, fucking cheers. Hey, what up? Hey. <laughs> 
Do you feel in uh, during a session any pressure to live up to clients' expectations? I'm really good at what I do. <laughs> I love feedback. Yeah. I love, and I think honestly, ladies shouldn't put so much pressure on themselves to like live up to the expectation because you want feedback because you're only going to get better. Yeah. And so, hey, maybe, you know, if, if you have a client that's willing to be honest with you and give you like constructive criticism, you're going to get better. Would you rather that be in person or in a review? Like, like oh, I'm in telling person, you that, please. Like, yeah. of course, I mean, just trying to help out other providers, you, you don't want to like find out, think that it was great and then see your, a bad review later. Yeah. And I think I'm pretty good at, you know, just nonverbal communication and, and seeing if they're having a good time. And usually I'll, I'll ask them. Like, yeah. I will ask them, like, during the, the appointment, like, <laughs> sorry, it's super dirty. I'm like, you know. Like, <laughs> it's a full-service podcast. We talk about everything out here. You like, know what I'm saying? I'm getting turned on right now. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, I'm like, does, does that feel good? Like, does, oh, ow. <laughs> The feedback is a great thing, you know? <laughs> yes, and, and so I like to ask um, if they are enjoying themselves because obviously that w- that's my goal. Yeah, that's... <laughs> <laughs> I aspire to please. Yeah. <laughs> what would you say best part of the job, worst part of the job? Is there a best part, worst part? There's absolutely many best parts. Uh, the fact that my 9 to 5 hired a raving bitch this lady and you know, from my experience in the military and stuff, I'm like, Oh, I see the writing on the wall. I'm out. Two weeks. Nice. Because you can. Yeah. And I, I would call Sarah crying and she would be like, you're, she'd be like one. She's like, you're way too pretty to work this hard. And then not that escorting is not hard work, but it's just different. Fun work. That's what I wish somebody would tell me that, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you're way too pretty to be doing what you're doing. You need to, let me take care of you. you know? <laughs> I'll take care of you forever. You're yeah. hilarious. <laughs> and so, yeah, she'd just she'd be like, I'd call her crying just because office politic wars were at play, and and I'm just I've been I've been working for twelve hours straight. I'm exhausted and just needed someone to cry to. And and oh, I've had clients like cry in a session, and I oh my god, like I I I love it. I love being a therapist. Yeah. I really I really care. And then they leave happy always. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> but, um, but no, I, I would call her crying and she'd be like, how much are you getting paid? Yeah, you're not getting paid near enough to put up with the bullshit you're putting up with. And, yeah. and so, yeah, I mean, it's um, the best part is just freedom. It's empowering. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, the worst parts, there, there are the time wasters. There are the people that, you know, just, I don't know, just sometimes it's not always perfect and... Um, you know, and you want that, I mean, I so just like want everyone to have an amazing experience with me. And, and sometimes, um, uh, you know, for example, um, I was in New York city and Yo, NYC, what up? How y'all doing? I know we got some people up there. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the, the agency, the booker girl, and they really care. Like they, I mean, people are, you know, can kind of shit on agencies sometimes, but I'm telling you, like they were like, if you are uncomfortable, you let them know this appointment is over right now. Oh, Don't sweet. even worry about it. And, and so they were really really great and this girl she was usually always on point and she's like oh well this this one of our regulars oh you'll like him all this this guy comes in and granted i was advertised as the kink model okay i mean granted i'm i'm kind of like more of like the porcelain doll or i don't know i i'm a chameleon i can i can really it just runs the gamut of of what i like doing and and um i like 
most things sexual. So yeah, really yeah. runs the gamut. And uh, I was advertised as a kink model because they didn't necessarily have that. And I think they actually kind of uh, it shifted because of the people that. Do they tell you how does how do you get advertised like that? How, how does that work? So they, I was just talking to them and like they're asking me what I'm into and okay. and all this stuff. And I let them know. I was like, actually, I was trained in Hilton Head by a shrink about like the, the psychological da- dynamic, like. Like, like how to be a, a dom or okay. a dome, like how, yeah, <laughs> how yeah. to, um, all, all this stuff and which came in handy in New York. Actually, this guy came in wanting to be submissive and yeah. he ended up tipping me really well because I, I was like, Ooh, like all that training with that crazy shrink, uh, yeah. <laughs> paid off. Um, but, but no, I was talking about what I was into and they were trying to figure out the best way to market me because at the end of the day it's marketing. And um, I had some pictures from when I was like a kink model with some friends at like some really nice, like kind of high end kink parties. And uh, so it was like, okay, they were like very submissive. And well, and came very dominant men that, okay, whoa, 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 like we had not discussed. I feel, yeah, that, that, that's putting very submissive, I feel like on an ad is going to attract yes. like. Oh, yeah, and it did. And it did. I, there were a couple of times when I was like, Am I gonna have to call the cops? Oh fuck! Like, am I gonna? Yeah. yeah and, and then I would. I would actually. I'm really proud of myself. I would. I would go along with the scene. Like, I was like scared, but I would go along with it, and I'd end up, you know, getting a rad review. Um, oh sweet! <laughs> but I kind of let them know, hey. Uh, I need, no, no, no. Like we need to discuss things. And then one guy was like, I want to do a rape scene. And I was like, okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. We, this needs to be discussed. There needs to be boundaries in place. There needs to be safe words. And, and actually it was really great. What happened is they had the discussion with him. And of course in walks this hot as fuck guy just, oof and and yeah we do this whole like is there like multiple safe words right is there like a there's like a safe word you have and then he's like i'm not gonna like but it's like a fake safe word and then you got another fake safe word and then you got the real safe word i guess that would be fun um (laughs) you're like oh then he's like oh well this isn't the real okay well sometimes what what you're kind of i think uh the idea you have right now is more of like the green yellow red Okay. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes people in kink they utilize that. Yeah. To where yellow is like, I'm not. Chill out a little bit. I'm not. Call, I'm not redding out. Yeah. But please chill out a little bit. Yeah. Um. But no, we had a. We just had discussed the scene and what he wanted. I was super into it. I like love acting, and I just. Oh my god, I'm getting so turned on right now. Like I was. Ugh. I was just. <laughs> it was really hot, and um, yeah, there was no, there was no safe, no safe word was utilized. Um, he was like, "Wow, you are exactly who they said you are, and more." And I really should have asked for his number because I wanted to marry him. <laughs> I was ready to marry this guy. Oh my god! And um, but but so that was a good experience. But to get to that good experience where things were discussed, granted yeah. that guy was super attractive. This guy comes in that was uh, you know, kind of burly. And he, he was supposed to be the regular that I was supposed to like, right? Okay, yeah. And so, you know, I think we're going to have this great discussion, this great, you know, great experience. And he comes in. He's, like, stomping into the room. And he comes comes up to me. Oh, sorry. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, literally slams. Sorry, we can delete that. Talk. Oh, no, you're good. Slams, slams down on the bed. And, he, and I mean, I, and, like, I kind of, like, laid back, I guess. Like, I was like, whoa, all right, this is starting pretty fast. And, like, he gets in my face. And he is like, oh, he's like, I want to fuck you hard. And I was like, oh, 
that's nice. You know, I mean, clearly I was like, oh, I was pretty terrified. That's so sweet. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I'm going to fuck you hard. He's like, I've been, I've been saving it. And okay, backstory to this. And this is how this turned out to be a kind of a good experience. Although yeah. it was, it started out uh, pretty terrifying when you're like, what are bad experiences? It was, uh, yeah, an agency screening for me. And then in walks some guy that, that could have gone really bad. Oh, yeah. And so um, there was, and this, I would, I would probably include this at the end, but I'm gonna do it now. Okay. So there was this one client the agency had who wanted the, the girl to save the used, filled condoms of all of the other clients throughout the day. Okay. So that he could drink the Ooh. cum from the full condoms at the end of the day. And the agency is like, hey, the last girl that this, that, that, or the only other girl that he did this with literally vomited. So <laughs> they were like, can you, you know, can you do, you know, I was Is he paid extra for this? And that's a good point too. Um, he probably should have. Uh, and, that, and I actually ended up not meeting with him, but it was that same day where they were like, hey, um, and I was, I was like, I love this job. It's so like fascinating. I'm just the, the intellectual like dynamic, like the, just like what is going on in your mind? Like, That's that, incredible. I wonder what. Like what compelled him to want to drink cum from condoms of the other clients from that day? Yeah. Man. Is this some Game of Thrones, like, eat the horse heart? <laughs> <laughs> this will make me stronger. I shall absorb their powers. <laughs> who needs who needs Viagra when you got the cum of all the other dudes? <laughs> That's what really gets me hard, just drinking a lot of jizz. <laughs> yes. So, so basically, he this was my first client of the day. Burly guy comes in, just, you know, just comes in hard i want to fuck and drink jizz <laughs> you know i want i want to fuck you hard i want i want to and he wanted to come all over my face and hair granted he knows he's the first client of the day he's I, I mean, and he goes and i've been i've been saving up i was like i've been saving up for for three days <laughs> and since so he had a load and he'd been saving up he's like and i've been exercising too so you know this is gonna be good <laughs> Alone, he was saving up for three days to just fucking blow it all over my face and hair, right? It's a hearty load. So, so, of course, you know, I, I'm no, this is not like, like yeah. I'm having to take in, I'm, I'm taking matters to my own hands. But then the thing is, I have this client at the end of the day that wants to drink all the cum from all the condoms. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, he's been waiting three days. Oh, this is, oh, okay. So tables, tables turn. Yeah. Instead of me being like this, oh, oh, this guy just, you know, the victim. Yeah, fuck that. Um, I'm like, so I start actually having a really good time and I get really into it. I'm like, oh, oh my God, can you please just come inside me? And he's like, huh? And I was like, no, no, I'm just, I'm so kinky. Can you please just, I love when guys come in condoms inside me oh my god like daddy can you do that for me and i end up you know he looks kind of confused but he you know he's been waiting three days yeah he's like (laughs) it's almost already about to blow it doesn't doesn't last too long and i think he was like whoa like this girl's really into it and i was was having a blast just like oh please just in the condom yes and so he does and i take the condom and i had a little like starbucks cup cup saved uh, for this, you know, big client at the end of the day that yeah, might yeah. not come. And, and so I, I take the condom and I put it in the cup and he's like, you're not going to flush it? 
I was like, oh, no, 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 it's, it's just, it's what I'm into. I just love to save, come, and I don't really know what to say. I'm like, I love, come, and, and he's, you know, he's kind of, you know, the guy that came in so hard. Oh, yeah. Man, I'm a, you know, I'm going to abuse you hard. He's like, can you take a shower with me? And so I do, I, do. I go, like, yeah. take, take a shower with him because I know he wanted to keep in, and, like, he, he's like, he kept asking, he's like, so well, I don't know, every every girl, and he, he was the one that was like, oh, I've never, I've never known an agency that just didn't let me blow a load on a girl's, a girl's face. And he went, yeah, he went from being that asshole to like, well, every other girl I've met, they always flushed the condom. I'm like, oh no, I'm like, it's my kink, it's my fetish, I just get off This is it. what I'm having for dinner today. And, and so, he's like really disturbed all of a sudden oh really the disturber becomes disturbed and and he's like what are you gonna do with that and then all of a sudden he starts pleading with me he goes he's like please he's like i'm married okay not helping your case and <laughs> i didn't say that but in my mind i was just like oh wow really like and uh he's like no like he just starts pleading with me he wants me to flush it i'm like no please and i'm thinking i'm like i really gotta save this come for this client at the end of the day yeah. so i'm like and this i mean he's waiting three days to bust it on my face this is perfect yeah and so i'm like i don't want to like you know, I'm trying to like you know no just let me I'm, i promise you it's just a fetish it's just and he's really concerned so he lunges around me, grabs the condom out of the Starbucks cup, and runs out the hotel, like, runs into the hotel hallway yeah. with his full condom, like, held up in hand, just running out the room with the condom held up like the Olympics torch. Oh, my God. That's great. So, You're like, what's the guy at the end of the day going to do? Fuck. Damn it. That would have been so much for him. So what happened? Oh, yeah. So what ended up happening is he just, something came up and he wasn't able to, to make oh, it. Oh, man. But I'm so glad that I was supposed to see him because that guy came in and was just, I mean, a, straight up abusive. Yeah. And it, it gave me, it kind of empowered me Fuck to yeah. really turn it around on him like jokes on you, motherfucker. Hell Yeah. I wonder if, what up, dude, out there? Hey, <laughs> the, the guy who. <laughs> I'm a, I'm I wonder what happened. Hard. I guess I never realized. Like, yeah, there's there's gonna be such a wide range of clients out there, you know, that you're gonna that you're gonna see. I feel like adaptability is like such a Huge. key thing. Huge, and and that's the thing too is that it just my expectation from what and I had the whole discussion with the agency afterwards. Like they were. Really? Oh yeah, the booking girl. She goes, no, he knew. Like that's one of our regulars. He knew better. Fuck. He, she's like, he knew you were the. He was the first client of the day. He wanted to be the first client of the day. He knows he can't blow a fucking huge load no, on your you face can't. and in your hair. He wanted to do that too. Like you, you can't don't do it in have the hair. time yeah. to wash your hair and put your makeup back on before Fuck. the next client. So like so like he really was was on bad behavior. Damn. And thank God for the guy who loves to drink other men's cum. Yeah. Man. Shout out to that guy. He's yes. probably what are you doing out there, dude? Hey. I wonder how that happens. I wonder I wonder how that comes up. Everybody's got their thing, you know? Hey. <laughs> Everyone's special. Everyone's special in their own way. There's you know? something for everyone. <laughs> How do you feel? I know uh, Lola Davina, she's a lady. Based out of San, she started in San Francisco originally. She's a former escort. She wrote a book, Thriving in Sex Work, where she talks about uh, physical labor versus emotional labor of the job. Do you feel like the job is more 
like physically laborious on you emotionally laborious do you feel like the more you charge your emotional labor goes up or physical labor goes up do you have a again human beings are so complex and I really personally enjoy being able to talk to someone and maybe help them work through something. Oh yeah. And so that air quotes, emotional labor part is actually super fun for me. And I, I love engaging with them. There have been cases where like, Oh God, I'm drained because this guy that saw me and Sarah St. Clair for double shout out to Sarah St. Clair. What up Sarah? How you doing? (laughs) We work really well together. Um, I love doing threesomes with <laughs> with her. She's hot as fuck. She tastes tastes really good. And um, oh, sorry, I'm getting a little explicit here. Um, we explicit out here. What up, listeners? How y'all doing? <laughs> and uh, and yeah, I've learned a lot from her. And, and um, you know, I mean, whatever. She's she's been really great in the industry. She is just a fantastic person. And but we were we were doing a double with this guy and he apparently she was like yeah he's been kind of out of the game for about a year now i was like oh well apparently he had his computer open and he had a proton mail and stuff okay which is great but he had it open and his wife found all of the emails in his proton mail oh boy and so his wife was divorcing him his (laughs) his daughter wouldn't talk to him and so we're meeting with this guy and he doesn't want to stop talking about it. Yeah. Like he just, it's, and he was still wearing his wedding ring. Like my heart just, oh, and, and I, I was like, hey, you know, and for me, I'm very much like polyamory and an open relationship and like, let's be honest with each other. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, I, I'm surprised she wouldn't just work through it with you. And he, you know, I mean, sometimes he lived. He's like, you don't know how many emails I had in that proton. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Touche. Touche, that's probably I mean, true. There was thousands, so she found them all. Yeah, yeah. So he was, and then he starts venting about how his daughter won't talk to him, and then me and Sarah kind of look at each other like on our knees, like, dude, we just want to suck your cock. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, this really is not helping. Uh, <laughs> like one of us take the balls, the other <laughs> one take the shaft. Can we like slowly get you to like forget this at least yeah. for like? I mean, if you start sucking his dick, we'll probably start talking about his. Stop talking about his kids. Oh God! But yeah, so that was one case of like emotional labor. Um, But I I just I've had really great experiences with like the emotional air quotes emotional side. Where, for example, I was in New York City and working at the agency there, and I, um, you know, in comes this, uh, you know, this Asian doctor, and um, he was like really cute. I could tell something was wrong. So it turns out he had this huge breakup, and this was right before Christmas. Yeah. Huge breakup, and he's sad. And so I was like, oh, I was like, oh, well, you want to know what my like, favorite breakup song is? And he's like, yeah, what? I was like, well, it's, it's Stay High by Tovlo. Yeah, yeah. So I literally start playing Stay High by Tovlo, and then he just, he's kind of sad, and I love cupcakes. Like, I, I'm yeah. super into fitness and health and, and, you know, eating tilapia and asparagus with hot sauce, but, uh, you know, looking good, but um, I totally was oh man i was buying cupcakes in new york city but the thing is i was oh my god it was so great i was just having sex all day so i was actually in like some of the one of the best shapes i've ever been in my life yeah it took me two weeks to realize it i was like oh my god i was like i have 
my abs are super toned right now. It's like, wow, my butt's looking good. Like, God, like how many dudes have I been riding a day? Like, like, man, I'm really in shape. Yeah. And so I was eating cupcakes, like, you know, no worries. <laughs> and, and so I had cupcakes saved from this really great bakery in New York City that morning. And so he just looked sad. I thought he wanted cupcakes. Yeah. So I'm playing Stay High by Toflo and I go grab the cupcakes and we literally sit on the bed and we eat cupcakes and he talks about his breakup. That's nice. That's so nice. <laughs> See, that's the thing nobody hears about. Nobody nobody knows about that shit. Yeah. Like, that's nice. That was one of my favorites. <laughs> Do you feel like start, since starting your views on sex and sexuality have changed at all? In a way, obviously, I started when I was 18. I mean, I wasn't escorting. But the thing is, I, I actually had a sugar daddy. He, he actually did my tattoos. He was the oh, owner of a tattoo shop. Yeah. I don't want to say which one. But um, but no, he like took care of me during that time when I was kind of living on my own or just with friends. And yeah. I was getting into that, that, that scene. And yeah, I'd actually had met him and his wife at like, it was like the icing or Claire's, whichever place I was working at the time. Okay. And I had met them and kind of connected and, uh, and he just really took me under his wing and kind of believed in me when I didn't believe in myself. And so, um, yeah, I was sorry. What was the question again? Oh my God. Or you have your views on sex and sexuality. Oh, changed. sorry. So, so yeah. So like he was a big introduction that I was 18 years old and he was I didn't even realize that he was a sugar daddy and he loved the fact that I was still a virgin. I did lose it in college (laughs) on a bunk bed where like the dude's roommate was like right below the bunk bed. Yeah. So ceremonious. My buddy, one of my, I remember my buddy, he was in his dorm room and his roommate, this chick fuck like, as he's like right there pretending to sleep. College, college happens a lot. College (laughs) happens. So college happens. Um, Yeah. But I you know, was exposed to this whole world at age 18 where I was kind of, I was told like, Hey, you're, you're a pretty girl. Like you have worth. And I know that's super fucked up because you, you, it's just like, I mean, I'm a pretty boy also have worth. So I understand what you're saying. <laughs> yes. And so I, I mean, I started out with this mentality. I mean, I did the whole vanilla, like I was totally married in the military. I couldn't stop cheating on my husband. Um, but I, I did, I tried, I tried to conform and yeah. I couldn't do it. And so ultimately I feel like sex work has just really empowered me yeah. to know that I wasn't so taboo that like my instincts and my, like not just not wanting to conform and, and, you know, be quote unquote normal. It's okay. Yeah, 100%. You don't have to go down this road that a lot of other people are doing. Fucking make it your own way. That's nice. How do you Have your views on men changed at all since starting? In a way, I, I used to think that, um, oh, well, girls can be bisexual and that's hot. But yeah. a guy, you know, if a guy is into guys at all, he's gay. And, like, I'm now very much like, okay, if a guy wants to be bisexual, like, let him be bisexual. Like, yeah. what, there's a... I'm, I'm bitching about the double standard of sex work. I'm like, I'm putting a double standard into my own personal yeah. life. So I'm, I'm a lot more open-minded now. What would you tell somebody who wants to get into like escorting companionship? What would you, what's the, what advice could you give them? To embrace themselves, embrace their sexuality. Don't, I mean, yeah, like you start out, it's like, you're so alone. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, part of research is really, um, for example, if you watch the show on stars, um, the girlfriend experience. Okay. It's I really know. That's good. Oh, it's hot. I need to check it out. Super hot. And it was actually this girl I had met 
um, she lived in Charleston and I was, you know, living around that area and she, um, well, I met her online. I never met her in person. I think she was, she was very cautious, but she was definitely in the industry and she would give me like homework and stuff. And I'd never met her, had never actually seen one of her clients or anything, but she would, she loved helping other girls. And I'm so lucky to have met amazing shout out to all the providers who help other providers. Like we got to stick together. And she would, she told me like, watch the girlfriend experience. And oh my gosh, it is sexy. Um, But at the same time, you know, they're um, in in, uh, the escort deconstructed, they talk about the girlfriend experience and they're like, they're like, oh, and her friend was right there. Like, no, like you're so alone. Yeah. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, and then there was all this drama at her work. They're like, no, that never happens. And but it was still a really good kind of introduction. And and uh, I read the um, oh yeah in college I used to watch um, Secret Diary of a Call Girl. Okay. And then I ended up reading the book. Oh shit! She's got a lot of tips and tricks, and just it's it's really well done. Fuck yeah. <laughs> what about would you? What advice would you give a client wanting to see someone for the first time? To not be so hard on themselves to really embrace what they want to do because like, again, we're all so complex and we're not really meant to be monogamous. I think there's a lot of guys that are like, Hmm, like I'm misbehaving and it's, it's like, okay, what's your situation? Oh, you're not having sex with your wife. I think the key is really understanding like why you're, why you're ultimately doing what you're doing. Yeah. You know, like what that root cause is. And if you can kind of understand like what your motives are and why you're really doing, then you can kind of like go at it almost the best way. Cause you're like, I understand why I'm doing what I'm doing and not really like, cause when I first started, I was like, I don't really get like, is it really just like a sex thing I really want? Or what is it? What's the true reason why I'm doing this? And if you can, if you ask yourself that and really kind of try to like, Look at yourself. Like, I think that really helps going forward. And to not allow societal standards yeah. to bring you down or put you in a place. Yeah. Because, you know, you're your own unique human being with needs and wants and desires. And, hey, like, if you're unhappy at home and you have, say, and I, I listen to your podcast with a client, which is awesome. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Rover. What up, dog? Yeah, Rover. <laughs> I am. Uh, I just think it was so great how he mentioned, you know, you have this one problem in your marriage. Yeah. There's one problem. And if you can go fix that one problem, why is there, you know, don't, don't be so hard on yourself. Yeah. What, uh, where do you see yourself in five years? What's, what's up with Sophia? Five years from now, 2025? What's, where where are you, where are you at? You still in Atlanta? Probably not, but I, I'll, Atlanta will always be my heart. Yeah. And I would love to actually get this book that I'm working on um, published maybe or just get, yeah, go somewhere with my writing. Also, I, I kind of want to go back to school. Okay. Uh, maybe become, and not that I'm not an actual provider, but, you know, an actual provider like a doctor. Oh, okay. Maybe, I, I think maybe therapy probably. I keep talking about how I love, like, yeah. I want to help. I want to know what's going on in your life. So maybe becoming like a psychologist or something. Okay. Yeah. Do you see yourself... Um sticking with like uh escorting like do you see yourself kind of always doing it always doing that or kind of like phasing out once you kind of like honestly it just turns me on so much like i would escort till the end of the day end of days <laughs> <laughs> fuck yeah apocalypse escorting that's gonna be good yes yes I, I i will let you know how it goes the next couple of weeks yeah i mean that that couple that hit me up they're still it's still a go for them yeah so we'll see <laughs> Is there anything like say if you could do anything in the world? Is it, do you have a do you have anything you would do if you could do anything? To just let everyone know what I do and not be judged. Fuck yeah. 
What uh, do you have a best experience like as a companion at all? Can you can you say there's a best experience you've had? Working with Sarah St. Clair has been amazing. Um, I uh, love there's some couples that were just fantastic um, to, to really work with. There was this one lady who she, you know, she'd never been with a girl before. So okay. I wanted to try it. Um, her, you know, they, I, I met them. I, I was able to, you know, go over and meet them at like their really nice hotel room and they had like champagne ready and we just sat and talked for a little while. And she talked about how she'd always kind of been interested in women yeah. and it's been so suppressed because she's like a school teacher. Oh shit. It's been like so suppressed for like years. And her husband was a, a doctor and, he was, you know, he was ready to like, all right, let's <laughs> explore. Yeah. And, uh, and she was so nervous. She was like, she's like, I just, no, I'm keeping my panties on. And, and for me, that was a really unique experience because, you know, usually it's like a male client that is, you know, wanting you naked immediately or just, or has, you know, <laughs> uh, is not shy at all. And so to have like a, you know, uh, a woman as my client who's yeah. like, I, I want to keep my panties on. And I was very much like, Yes, yes, absolutely, whatever you're comfortable with. Oh, yeah. and, and so to be really, um, you know, accommodating of her and to let her know, hey, it's okay if you're not comfortable with nice. something, I'm here to do whatever you are comfortable with and make this the best experience possible for you. Especially since that's like kind of her like introduction too. like you're able to give her like that great first experience. I feel like that's really, that's really. <laughs> yes. And oh, her husband ended up taking those panties off. They came off like 30 minutes later. <laughs> you taking them off, girl. Hey. <laughs> like, the, the, like he, he was like, no. Um, but no, we, we ended up having a really good experience. Um, I was, I made sure to really abide by what she was comfortable with. And yeah. they ended up sending me like a selfie later that said like, thank you on it and, and they ended up like actually tipping me extra and like leaving me with a bottle of like wine and everything and they're like you were so great and so Damn, that's nice <laughs> yeah <laughs> what uh do you have any goals or anything you're working towards currently i mean writing um figuring out you know um, going back to school um yeah just uh oh fitness like uh, i might compete again in like bikini oh, okay sweet yeah so i mean it's it's kind of difficult because i lo- obviously <laughs> love wine and and just <laughs> you'll be fine you'll be good so yeah just getting getting back i was at the gym this morning uh had a really good run sweet um so yeah fitness goals really okay hell yeah are you a fan of stand-up comedy at all? Of course. Who, uh, who's, 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 who's your, who, who's your go-to? You got a go-to? Oh my God. She's like the elder millennial. Um, what is her name? Like Eliza? Oh, Eliza Schlesinger. Yes. I saw her cause I was in LA in July of last year and I saw her maybe like three times at oh, the comedy fantastic. store. So good. She's funny. Oh yeah. No, um, so actually me and Sarah, uh, have tickets to go see her live, um, oh, in sweet. August. Hell yes. yeah. And, uh, yeah, so she's great. Um, there's also what was it um uh nikki uh she's oh nikki glazer yes yeah she's got this whole comedy on like sex yeah her uh her like 30 minute thing she just dropped on netflix is really good yeah yeah stand-ups yeah her and there's a a degenerates yes degenerates yep love it um and then there's this uh, up and coming uh this younger girl i can't remember her name i oh yeah you mentioned taylor tomlinson yes I watched her uh, thing last night. Her stand-up, her hour is fucking great. Yes. That shit's funny. Charlie, you've won. Yeah. <laughs> you've won, Charlie. You did it. She's like, I called the Gobstopper test. So yeah, oh, sh- God, shout yeah. out to her. She's great. Yeah, she's really funny. And Because and, she's she's young. You know, she's in her 20s. Like, yeah. her younger 20s, it seems. And like, so, it's not that I'm that old anyway. But like, you know, she's in her younger 20s and she's like, I'm in my 20s. She's like, I'm so ready for this shit to be over. 
<laughs> one of my friends, she's like, I guess she might have just turned 21. Uh, she's in Chicago right now. She started in Raleigh. And uh, Maddie Weiner, fucking, she's going to be a killer. Like, really? In a few years, you're going to see her fucking fire. Oh, I'll be watching out. Yeah, she's not. She's great. It's For incredible. Sure. Yeah. And before we, uh, no, I appreciate you being on the podcast. Uh, it's been fun. <laughs> Yeah, uh, thank you for having me. I, I hope I didn't talk too much. I just, you're so fun to talk with, and we've been like having wine. Cheers. We cheers really... it one more time. You got any, uh, before we get out of here, any, uh, I know we had the funniest, the, the guy with the drink and the juice. That was great. <laughs> that was truly, inter- I was entertained. I love that story. Yeah. You, uh, okay, I do have one more. Oh boy, listen to this. We got one oh more God. story before we get oh out of God. here. So this guy hits me up, uh, found me on Eros. Um, and uh, he uh, he wants to he saw that I'm into singing. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. So he's into like music and jamming out, and he does something where it's like he actually uh, collaborates with like a live band, like through the internet, like through like the equipment at his home, and so okay. they're like performing live, and his music is actually going into their music. Oh, like, fuck! You know, so super cool. And so he wanted to, you know, he was onto that, but it's in I, I can't even remember the town. It's about an hour outside of Atlanta. And I, I got there and he wanted to meet up at like 9, 10 p.m., which is usually kind of like, you know, I don't like to do anything too late. Yeah. But I, I met, I, I went over there and it's this like real remote area. Like there's no like street lights and I'm just like, oh shit. Yeah. And so I get there and there's actually this, this female client who, this, this woman uh, from New Orleans who was booking me and she's on the phone and like, I, I never, I did not seeing her yet. Um, I was trying to figure that out, but I'm like on the phone with her. I'm like, Hey, uh, if I give you this address, um, and, and I don't call you um, in three hours. Yeah. Can, can you call the cops? <laughs> because <laughs> I think I'm about to die. <laughs> so I show up and he, and he, and like, there's like a rut going up into the driveway. I'm like, I'm just going to park in the street. I'm like, oh yeah. God. Oh God, this is it. And, and I don't know. You know, and I think he, he's probably a little stoned that yeah. way. Like, you know, like, <laughs> you know. We all like weed. Hey, what up? Hey. Yeah. Like, <laughs> likes his, his weed and the music and, it's, you know, it's all good. But. I'm thinking I'm about to be slaughtered. Yeah. So I'm like, oh God, I'm like, hey, it's, it's really dark here. And yeah. he's like, oh yeah, just, I'll just come on in the back. I'm like, wait, I'm going through the back. It's super dark and he has basically this kind of, you know, hippie, I'm all for the hippies, but like hippie room, it's smoky, it's dark. He's got his equipment set up and, and I'm still just like, I'm, I'm literally like, oh my God, like I don't, I literally am just terrified yeah I'm like is this it and so he's like oh and i'm like hey, um i and i do have to pee i've been driving for like over an hour and so i'm like um, do you have a restroom or anything because i'm like okay maybe i can use the restroom and just like run yeah and because <laughs> i really have to pee so he's like oh yeah it's, it's back here and so he leads me to this darker room and i'm like it's really dark in here he's, like, dog, can we turn some lights on bro? yeah, yeah i'm like, uncomfortable. really dark in here he's like well my mom's watching tv and she wants to you know she likes it dark so she can see the tv real clear I'm like <laughs> your mom's here he goes, yeah, yeah, you want to meet her? So within five minutes of me thinking I'm about to, like, die, I meet his mom. <laughs> so, She's like, you hungry, babe? What? You hungry, baby? You hungry, baby? Give me a hug. We hug. This is a house. This is a hugger house in here. Give me a hug. <laughs> so I show up, and, and sure enough, she's wa- watching old movies, and it's real dark, but she's just, she, she's got this big TV, and she is just the sweetest southern lady. <laughs> My heart is melting. She's so happy to meet me. I'm like... Oh my god! Like I guess I'm not about to die. Well, yeah. And we ended up just yeah. I, I, I talked to his mom for like five minutes. Damn. And 
I'm like, yeah, five minutes into this appointment, I'm, I'm meeting his mom. I'm like, all right, I'm already good with the parents. All right. Seems going to be good. And so we, we just like jammed out and I like sang with him and stuff like that. Oh, and, fuck yeah. Um, and yeah, we just, we had a whole jam session. It was super late. I ended up getting totally stoned with him, and so, <laughs> which is really great for music. So I'm super stoned. He's super stoned. And I was like, hey, I, I got to be up at like 6 a.m. Yeah. And uh, and so, yeah, uh, that was probably one of the good stories too. Fuck yeah. Shout out to the moms. <laughs> what am, I know we got bad moms listening to this podcast. Hey, thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> Sophia, I, pre- I appreciate you coming to the podcast. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you for having me. I've had so much fun with you. Fuck yeah. Let's, uh, let's plug the old Twitter. You got uh, new to Twitter. Yeah. Um, Sophia Soma XO. Uh, S-O-P-H-I-A-S-O-M-A-X-O. Sophia Soma XO. Sophia Soma dot com. Listeners, fucking give her a follow. Check out the website. I appreciate you coming on. Mm, thank you. Let's, um, how about we have our own fun? Hey, listeners, Ow! I'm stopping this interview right now. Fuck, we gotta go. Hurry oh, up. Shit. Oh, God. Yo, that was my interview with Sophia Soma. Yo, shout out, Sophia. I appreciate you coming on the podcast. That was a good time. Uh, <laughs> that was a lot of fun. Uh, <laughs> listeners, if you have not yet, give Sophia a follow on Twitter. She is on Twitter at Sophia Soma XO. Her website, sophiasoma.com. There are links to both her Twitter and website in the Lipson page. So go to the Lipson page and give her a follow and check out her website. Uh, <laughs> We are also on Twitter, Instagram, at Full Service Pod. Give us a follow. <laughs> My personal Instagram, at Tank Funkadelic. Our email address for the podcast, fullservicepod at gmail.com. I plug it every episode. <laughs> if you enjoy the podcast, if you could subscribe to the podcast, write us a review, that would be a beautiful, that'd be an amazing thing. That'd be, we could be friends, you know? <laughs> no, I appreciate you being here. That has been episode 27. If you go to the Libsyn page, I have a bunch of links this week. The links are popping. <laughs> I will have links. I have links to the uh, Tovlo Stay High music video. Once uh, <laughs> once Sophia mentioned it, I'm like, I got to plug that shit. <laughs> I have a link to uh, Katie Hughes, uh, her uh, website. She's a comedian based in Atlanta. Uh, so funny. She was a 2019 NBC stand-up finalist. Uh, Conan put on shows all over the country, these Team Coco shows. She was on that, and she tied with uh, Killer Mike and 2 Chains for the uh, 2019 Best Celebrity in Atlanta. <laughs> I saw her film her stand-up special in January at Laughing Skull. She just released it a couple weeks ago, and uh, so if you Venmo her, her Venmo is at Katie Brews. If you Venmo her, she will send you a link to her stand-up special. I also have a link to... A GoFundMe for Good Nights Comedy Club. They are a comedy club in Raleigh. That's the first place I ever did stand-up. They are currently closed for who really knows how long. Uh, it's a GoFundMe set up for the employees of the club. So if you can donate, that would be super sweet. There's a uh, GoFundMe for the D.C. Area Sex Workers uh, Emergency Response Fund. It's set up by Decrim Now DC. There's a link also to the uh, Las Vegas Sex Workers Emergency Relief Fund. It's for sex workers in Vegas. There's a link to the Bay Area Sex Workers Grant Fund. It's for uh, sex workers in the Bay Area. If you go on this website, uh, type in your information, fill out the form, and you can get a grant from $50 to $200. 
And last but not least, I got a link to Sarah St. Clair's OnlyFans. Uh, five bucks. Check that shit out. She sticks a wand in her butt. For real. It's a real thing. Uh, it's great. <laughs> I subscribe. Y'all should subscribe too. <laughs> Man. But no, that's uh, that's been episode 27. I appreciate y'all being here. Fucking shit's fucked up right now. If you have uh, if you have money to uh, donate to these causes, that would be dope. If you cannot, I fucking... I, I understand. I have fucking no money. Um... I'll keep listening. We'll be here every Tuesday. Uh, like I said, I'm not. I'm not saying who my guest is, but uh, <laughs> it's gonna be good. Uh, we'll be here. I hope you're there too. Fucking. I hope everything's all right wherever you're at. Fucking later. Mm-hmm.